Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. This is episode number 108. And today we're going to talk about some food and diet myths, some nutrition myths that just won't die, (laughs) that drive me nuts, and that I hear people talk about all the time. And I get it. Look, you're out there wandering around in the world, Googling stuff and reading magazines and, you know, hearing stuff on the radio and then you're bombarded with things and commercials on the television. I understand it's man, it's got to be very, very tough to know like what's right and what's not and what's true and what's false. Like you desperately want to do the right thing, but it's tough to know what the right thing is. (laughs) Right? So, so that's what we're going to get into today. I'm going to share some really popular um, food and diet myths that are just not true. And I'm going to explain to you why. But first, I want to give a big shout out. I want to thank a few people for reviews. Um, I've fallen down on the job in reading reviews. I'm not going to go through reading all of these reviews because it would take up an entire episode. But I want to tell you guys, thank you. Thank you so much. I've been receiving some wonderful messages and reviews from you. And it really means the world to me. Amanda Kate, Brothers Fan, LED4477. K Directorate, Banjo Shadow, Teresa F2, D Pridgen, just to name a few. Man, thank you guys so much for taking the time to post a review. It truly does mean the world to me. So that's one big thing I want to thank you for. The second big thing that I want to thank everyone for is spreading the word about this podcast. Um, I actually got to see some statistics. I got to see some data the other day. And it was from last February, February of 2020, to this February. And it was a graph that charted uh, this podcast and, you know, the downloads and the listeners and so forth. And it was just going up and up and up and up. (laughs) And it just warmed my heart. It made me so, so happy. That growth is because of you, my friend. It's because you have spread the word. You have told your friends and family, hey, give this weird guy a listen. Like, (laughs) check out this Real Life Weight Loss podcast. You might enjoy it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I would love it if you would continue to spread the word. I will do my best to keep pumping out fantastic information that is very useful and practical for you. And then all I ask is that you keep spreading the word. Do we have a deal? Sound good? Okay, good. (laughs) Now, let's get into the top diet and nutrition myths that just won't die and that are terrible. Myth number one, carbs. Oh, those carbs. Carbs are bad for you. Eh. It's wrong. That's a myth. Like, think about it. Have you ever noticed when we're frustrated or confused or in pain, like emotional or physical pain, we just want to find an enemy. Like, we want to find something or someone to blame and to point at and go, it's you. You did it. You're terrible and you're evil and you're why I'm frustrated and confused and in pain. When we do this, it helps us make sense of our conundrum. It helps us make sense of our frustration and pain. 
And this is exactly what we do with food when it comes to losing weight. Oh, I'm overweight and I struggle to lose weight. God, there's got to be a reason. Yes, that's it. It's those evil carbs. Carbs are the devil. So I'll point my finger at the evil carbs. It's all your fault. It's not my fault. It's your fault, carbs. Well, I guess it's my fault because I kind of eat too many carbs. But if I'd only known this sooner, I wouldn't have been eating so many carbs. Really? Okay, so look, (laughs) we like to find an enemy. I totally get it. You're going to see this theme throughout these myths today. I've talked about this before in depth, guys, on the podcast, but here's the bottom line. Carbs are not evil, and neither is bread. Like, when we think of carbs, we instantly think of bread. They're synonymous. They're linked together. Neither one is evil. (gasps) What? Corey, you're crazy. If I just look at bread, I gain two pounds. (laughs) Look, 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 look. Listen, if you're eating a ton of carbs every day, then yeah, I get it. Like, maybe that's not the best thing. Backing off can be helpful, especially if those carbs you're eating are coming from, like, processed carbohydrates and a lot of processed foods. Yes, reducing those is definitely a good idea. But if cutting carbs makes you, like, in the long run, eat worse or maybe feel worse, or if it keeps you from sticking with a diet or sticking with some sort of a food plan, then what's the point? The whole point, you guys hear me say it all the time, of losing weight, the whole point of losing weight is to enjoy your life more, not to make yourself miserable. So if cutting carbs out makes you miserable or makes you feel worse or it makes you just crave sugar so bad that you can't help yourself, and ultimately if it makes it so that you can't stick to your food plan, then guys, I don't care if you do believe carbs are evil, cutting them out is not going to lead you to success. And believe it or not, <laughs> actually research shows that low-fat diets, not low-carb, low-fat diets result in greater fat loss. <gasps> what? Low-fat? I've been doing this wrong the whole time, so I can eat all the carbs I want. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> Just slow down, slow down. Research shows us that low-fat diets result in slightly greater fat loss and greater energy expenditure. So technically, this would give low-fat diets like a slight edge, like a, like a fat loss and weight loss advantage. But as one of the researchers said, the, the, the difference is so small that it's physiologically meaningless. So really, when you compare low-fat diets and low-carb diets, the difference between the two, even though low-fat diets are better technically based off the numbers, it's not significant, guys. So... My friends, carbs are not evil, but what about fat? Ah, okay, Corey. Now I see. See, carbs aren't the enemy, but fat is the enemy. I mean, if going on a low-fat diet gives me a little bit of an edge, then fat is the enemy. (laughs) Which brings us to myth number two. Fats are bad for you. Wrong. That's a myth. For those of you who are over 35, like me, you remember back in the mid-80s to like mid-90s, before carbs were evil, fat was evil. And the traditional way to lose weight was to do a low-fat diet. But here's the thing. Spoiler alert. Current evidence, current research suggests that low-fat and low-carb diets, like I just said, they produce very similar weight loss results if your protein intake is consistent and if you're in a slight caloric deficit. Plus... Like, 
if or when someone goes too low on fat because that's that's what we do, right? Like we go to extremes with things. If a little bit is good, then a lot is better. And if a, a little bit, you know, reducing it a little bit is good, well, then I'll just cut it all out. No, guys, this is not good. If someone goes too low with their fat, it can really be unhealthy. We need a certain amount of fat. We need to consume at least a certain amount of omega-3 fatty acids and omega-6 fatty acids. Okay, Corey, now I see. I got it, Corey. I'll just eat healthy fats and I'll cut out all of those other horrible, terrible, bad fats like saturated fats. Not so fast. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. Look, the belief that saturated fats are the main culprit for like heart disease and, and they're just evil and terrible, that's not true either. Yep, it's just another nutrition myth. At the end of the day, trans fat, trans fat is really the only kind of fat that has been shown again and again in research to actually be bad for you. So, no, fat is not the enemy. <laughs> saturated fat is not even the enemy. Now, all this saturated fat talk makes me think of like a big, juicy hamburger or maybe a, maybe a nice, thick steak. And that brings us to myth number three. Red meat is bad for you. Red meat is bad for your heart and it causes cancer, right? Eh, wrong. <laughs> At least, if you want to base your decisions off of science, that's wrong. See, our fears about red meat causing cancer are vastly exaggerated. Making healthy lifestyle choices like eating a balanced diet that's rich in high-quality, minimally processed foods, staying at a healthy body weight, exercising consistently, and not smoking. All of that stuff is way more important than obsessively eliminating red meat. Yes, there is some evidence. There's a little bit of evidence that eating a lot of red meat or a lot of cured or charred meats, like that char you get from the grill, that eating a lot of that can pose a slightly greater cancer risk and maybe increase your chances of developing type 2 diabetes. But again, we're not talking about the occasional steak or burger. Let me, let me repeat what I just said. There is some evidence that eating a lot, I'm talking about a lot of red meat consistently or a lot of cured or charred meats consistently, maybe daily, maybe at least multiple times throughout the week, that it may pose a slightly greater cancer risk or slightly increase your chances of developing type 2 diabetes. The bottom line, guys, is that red meat is not the mortal enemy. And guess what? Neither is salt. <laughs> that brings us to our next myth. Myth number four, salt is bad for you. Uh, this, this one kind of drives me nuts. I'm going to do an entire episode on this in the future because I feel like salt is so misunderstood. It always blows my mind when I'm coaching someone, like a new client, and they're, you know, whatever, 60, 70, 80 pounds overweight, and they're like, oh, I just can't find a good protein powder or a good, you know, canned tuna or whatever, a good product that doesn't have too much salt. What? Salt should be the least of your worries at this point. Here's the truth, guys. The average North American eats way too much salty processed foods. See, th this is the thing. We're not exactly sure yet if it's the salt or if it's just the fact that the processed foods themselves are so crappy. See, this means that, that people who consume a lot of salt also tend to consume a lot of the foods that are generally unhealthy. And they're not as good for your body's internal ecosystem and biochemistry as you've heard me talk about before. So the bottom line is that 
like we researchers can't uh, distinguish, you know, like unless you have sodium sensitive hypertension, then you shouldn't be too worried about salt. The evidence for low sodium intakes, like being super healthy and way better for you is much less conclusive than most people think. And guess what? Here's the crazy part. If you look at the science behind it, if you look at the research, both very high and very low salt intakes are both, they're both associated with cardiovascular disease. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're saying that we need to balance things out, Corey? That if I have way too much salt or way too little salt, that it's not good? I got to balance things out? You're saying that the answer lies somewhere in the middle? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, my friends. So that's myth number four. Moving on, myth number five, and we'll wrap this up. High fructose corn syrup. Ooh, that evil stuff. It is far worse than sugar, right? And that's myth number five. High fructose corn syrup has almost met the same fate as carbs and fat. I mean, like I said, it's evil, right? High fructose corn syrup is the enemy, and it will make me fat and sick and sad and cause me to have diabetes. Oh, man. God, we're always looking for an enemy, aren't we? Early research led scientists to believe that fructose could maybe cause fatty liver disease as well as insulin resistance and obesity. All three of these are not good at all. So if we follow that train of thought, okay, if fructose, if too much fructose can cause this, then high fructose corn syrup <laughs> would be linked to that, right? It would, it, we would think that high fructose corn syrup is unhealthy because after all, I mean, it's high in fructose. But the truth is that there isn't always more fructose in high fructose corn syrup. So like, let's take, for example, liquid high fructose corn syrup, which is used to sweeten a lot of different foods. It has a fructose content of like mm, around 50%, 42 to 55%. It varies. And then table sugar is about 50%. <laughs> so the difference, you know, it's only a few percentage points up and down and it isn't really significant enough to matter. But you know what does matter? Not sucking down a ton of sugar all day long. <laughs> that does matter. That makes a massive difference, regardless of what type of sugar or where the sugar comes from. I don't care if it's good old-fashioned table sugar, if it's honey, if it's coconut sugar, if it's a special unrefined sugar called turbinado, or if it's a super special organic sugar that's harvested only once per year by Tibetan monks. I don't care. Your body does not discriminate. You eat sugar, and your body goes, oh, wow, that's sugar. Let's do what we do with sugar. Go at it. <laughs> your body doesn't care what kind of sugar it is. So let's do a quick review of these top five. Well, I don't know if they're the top five. They're five food and diet myths that just won't seem to die. Number one, carbs are bad for you. My friend, carbs and bread are not evil. Maybe your relationship to them is evil, but carbs and bread are not evil. And research shows that you can get the same type of weight loss results from a low-carb diet as you can from a low-fat diet. Speaking of fat, myth number two, fats are bad for you. Fats are not bad for you guys. And especially like we want to demonize saturated fat, that's not really the case either. 
trans fats are the only one that research shows again and again probably are really not that great for us. So carbs aren't evil, fats aren't evil, and myth number three, red red meat is bad for you. Guys, red meat isn't evil either. As long as you do, as you as long as you consume red meat as part of a balanced lifestyle and a balanced diet. So if you have plenty of vegetables as part of your diet, plenty of high quality foods, um, less minimally processed foods, and you do your best to stay at a healthy weight, and you're exercising consistently, and you're not smoking, then guess what? You can have that occasional burger or that steak and not worry about it one bit. Next up, myth number four, salt is bad for you. Oh, this one drives me crazy. The bottom line is this. Most of the salt that Americans eat comes from highly processed foods. And researchers at this point aren't really sure if it's the chicken or the egg. Is it, okay, the salt is causing these people to be really unhealthy? Or is it just that they're eating a bunch of crappy foods that are really unhealthy in a number of ways that also happen to have a lot of salt? And again, like I mentioned earlier, unless you have a sodium sensitivity, unless you have a what's known as sodium-sensitive hypertension, then there are plenty of other things that you should be worried about ahead of salt. And then lastly, myth number five, high fructose corn syrup, the devil. It's far worse than sugar, right? No, wrong. It's not. Sugar is sugar is sugar is sugar. <laughs> and your body does not discriminate. So reducing overall sugar is a great idea. But we shouldn't demonize one sugar or put another sugar on a pedestal. Now, let's wrap it up. I wanted to keep this episode a little short. Guys, if you enjoyed these food and diet myths and you want me to dig a little deeper into a specific one, just shoot me a message and let me know. I would be happy to do it. And if you want to even maybe dig a little deeper and you want to hear not just food and diet myths, but the three biggest weight loss myths, or actually what I like to call weight loss lies, then I highly recommend you check out my free online workshop, How to Lose Weight Without Constantly Stressing About Being Perfect With Your Food. You can just go to antidietclass.com or scroll down to the show notes and you can see different times that you can attend that free workshop. Again, 100% free, totally for you. Okay, friends, I hope this was helpful. Always remember, there is so much more to you than a number. And losing weight is really about gaining life and living the life that you've always wanted and enjoying your life more than ever. And you can do it. Even if you don't think so, I know so. I believe in you 100%. And even if you don't, it's okay. You can borrow my belief. Just keep listening and I'll keep working on you. And we'll get you there, no doubt. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.